Hello everybody, Noah here. I'd like to take a moment and acknowledge that, well, today is MLK Day 2021. And it's interesting to me that in this day and age, um, with as enlightened as we are as a society, excuse me, and as a people, as um, races on this planet that live with each other, amongst each other, and for each other, that we are still fighting and arguing over race, religion, and land. Um, It just baffles me. But I also look at the totality of human history and it's full of war, it's full of violence, it's full of atrocities, it's full of all the things that we are struggling with today. So at least I take some uh, solace in the fact that we've always been like this, which uh, doesn't excuse it, doesn't make it right um, by any means. It's wrong, um, it's hurtful, uh, it doesn't improve anything, and I would love to see a day that we are able to grow past our shortcomings, um, propensities for violence, um, hate, and the such. But today specifically is about Martin Luther King Jr., uh, a man that I admire um, for many reasons. Uh, He was one of the pioneers, one of the loud voices that um, helped the civil rights movement of the 1960s here in the United States. And as, as a person, he was flawed, um, as we all are. But um, as somebody that was the, one of the leaders of the movement, um, the person that probably uh, most people know, uh, the most famous of that group, um, people know John Lewis, uh, but MLK has a day. Um, And, you know, people know the other um, civil rights activists that were part of the time. Um, Some are um, tarnished with undue, um, not names, but um, legacies. Um, You know, the idea that the Black Panthers promoted violence. Um, The idea that, um, you know, the the, the black civil rights uh, uh, movement was... was trying to embolden more rights, not equal rights. And still those same talking points are made today for different things on different levels. But um, I think the truth is that when you look at MLK and his legacy as a man um, that talked, as a man that spoke, as a man that inspired, as a man that led as a man that we have a day named after, um, you, you have to have people that lead the charge. Um, and unfortunately that's, you know, kind of how humanity goes. If you, um, you look around, you have a bunch of people just kind of doing nothing. Um, it takes one person to stand up and say, Hey guys, let's do this. Um, and then things usually happen. Um, that's just how human nature is for the most part. 
So for somebody to get up and lead, for somebody to get up and say the things that he said, um, the places he said them, the way he said them, uh, he spoke very eloquently. Uh, the words he used were spot on. Um, the things he spoke about were, you know, very appropriate, apropos for the time and, um, and even today. When he gave his I Have a Dream speech, he basically hearkened back to the idea that this nation, uh, the United States of America, in its um, constitution said that, you know, we, take, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. And he took it back to the time that that was written by people that owned slaves, that owned people. It boggles my mind that, you know, that's not more widely known that, yeah, this is what happened. This is the, the foolishness of our country from back then. And yet we still have a hard time reconciling that with, you know, for today. That, you know, the people that, you know, wrote the Constitution, that founded this country, that, you know, sought um, a better union, um, owned slaves. And, yeah, there were people at the time, and some of the founders were opposed to slavery, but it is what it is. History has been written. Um, It's been interpreted in different ways, but it's been written. And what Martin Luther King tried to do was try to get people to realize that this nation has always been like this, that we need to do better, that we need to, um, you know, inspire the next generation of nonviolent um, leaders for civil rights. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. also was a huge advocate for uh, unions. He felt like that was the one true way that we could equalize the playing field for minorities. Um, in some states, you have what's called closed shops, where you can't get a job unless you're part of the union. I have mixed feelings about this. I love unions. I'm a big union advocate. I believe also, um, as uh, MLK believed, that it is an equalizer to be um, in a union, to have an organization um, kind of argue benefits on your behalf to better your working conditions and pay and benefits. Um, I truly believe in that, and um, for for today's world, unions are looked upon as um, the pariahs of our um, economy, that the union bosses are the fat cats, not the corporate CEOs that make a billion times more than the average worker. Um, I worked in construction. I carried a toolbox. I carried tools. I wore a tool belt. Um, When it was a rainy day, I didn't get paid because that's the job. And I had union work. I had non-union work. I trusted the union had my back um, if there was a problem. Um, I've moved on to another career since then, but um, that was a tough one. But for people that don't have a lot of opportunity afforded to them because of the way the school system doesn't address the problems of the poor neighborhoods and the poor students and the plight that they go through for the parents that work two jobs, maybe three jobs, that don't have a lot of time to sit down with their kids 
There's substance abuse problems in the households with poor people uh, because they're poor. They look to those vices for escapism. They look to those things to help them feel better when in reality there should be job opportunities, there should be economic opportunities that offer them a way, a means for a better life. Now, by no means are we giving special treatment to anybody. I'm saying we shouldn't. But, you know, the idea that people are equal, that they should be afforded equal opportunities, that's the key. And that's what I think is missing a lot of times in the discussions that people have that, um, you know, this is not about special privilege. That's a wrong word. That goes in the other direction. But a special privilege being afforded to people of color, minorities, uh, the poor. There is no special, you know, hey guys, here's a special code that's going to get you extra money. It's going to get you special unemployment benefits. That's ridiculous. Um, To think that somebody that's making minimum wage or below poverty, um, you know, sure, everybody wants to be a millionaire, but they want to pay their bills. They want to be able to send their kids to college if their kids are going to go to college, if the college is going to let their kids in. They're just like you and me. We're all people. We're all the same. You cut us, we all bleed the same color. So when it comes to MLK, I really appreciated what he did um, and how he did it. Um, Just listen to one of his speeches, listen to the highlights um, you know, look at what he stood for, was an advocate for, and the other voices as well. Um, John Lewis was a, a representative in Congress for many years after that, um, after he was um, walking on the Selma Bridge that um, he had a skull fractured because they were beaten. All of them were beaten for crossing a bridge. And it's a shame that, you know, that we are in, in the, the world that we live in, that we, you know, people have views that are of violence and hatred, that we have people that condone, um, you know, the, the violence and hatred, the division, the racism, you know, the idea that somebody is less just because of their race, that somebody is um, more prone to criminality because of their race, their color of their skin, where they're from. It's absurd. But that's also part of human nature. We, people say that nobody's born prejudice, and I kind of disagree. Um, I've seen kids in different situations and people in different situations that kind of, people will point and people will kind of make fun of or point out something about somebody like, hey, what's up with your hair? Or, wow, your skin is really dark. Or, you know, in the other direction, your skin is really white. And it takes people to then step up and say, sure, there's differences. Sure, we're not exactly the same. But that's okay. That's okay. God made us this way. God put us all here. If you believe in God, I kind of do. We're saving up for a big podcast about that. So more on that at another time. But it takes those people to step up and say, you know what? We are different, but we're all the same. 
when you look at what we want for our families, for ourselves, for the world, I don't see much difference between a lot of what people really want. Now, the ways that they want to go about doing it might be, um, yeah, I don't agree with that, or yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. But you know what? Those are things that we can work out. Those are things that we can discuss, have a platform on, and talk about. But we need to get to that point where we can discuss these things and not scare each other with boogeymen that, you know, that the Black Panthers are going to come and get you. No. Um, you know, the idea that, you know, black people wanted to be able to have weapons, um, guns, um, and be able to be proud of that and be able to, you know, talk about that. Apparently that kind of made a lot of people scared, uh, made a lot of white people scared. And that's a shame. Um, and as a white person myself, I kind of think it's on us, the white people, to talk to other white people with that privilege that we are afforded. I'm using it in the right context this time. Because you can't sit down and have a conversation with somebody that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, if you think that that's a, um, a heinous organization. Um, we need to have conversations amongst ourselves um, that, you know what, this is not, what, what you're hearing is not what the truth is. That what you're hearing about BLM is not what they're about. That, um, that the rioters at the Capitol were Antifa and BLM people disguised. No, no. Um, they're not going to want to hear that from somebody that takes us extremely passionately because of the color of their skin, because they are the ones that are being blamed, that they're the ones that are being prosecuted, that they're the, the ones that are at the, the, the downside of the you know, economic um, wellspring, that they don't get the same banking benefits, the same housing benefits, the same whatever benefits, um, because that's going to be a heated exchange. And white people have the privilege because we are basically at the top of the socioeconomic pyramid in this country, at least to be able to sit down with each other and have these conversations. And it's a shame that, you know, I don't need to worry about, you know, not getting, um, accepted, uh, not, you know, I apply for a mortgage and I don't get it because it might be because we're black. That that's absurd that that still happens. And it does. It does. Those things still happen. I have family up north. They use the N-word. I really don't hear it down here in, in the south. Um, there is a divide between the north and south, going back to the Confederacy, going back to the Civil War, which was fought about slavery and not states' rights. Well, it was the states' rights to want to own slaves, if that's how you want to look at it. Um, if that's how you need it worded, to kind of make it seem a little bit more realistic that, oh, wow, maybe that was what happened. But we can just do better. And, you know, Dr. King has many quotes, many quotes. You're going to see a lot of them today all over the Internet. Um, and one of the ones I struggle with is that darkness cannot drive out the light. You need the light to shine in the darkness, something to that effect. I'm bad at quotes. I'm not reading it verbatim. But then the second part was that hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. 
And I know this to be true. But I have a hard time figuring out how to apply it. That to me is is the problem for me. Is that when people come at you and whether it's a lot of hate and they use the N-word and they think that uh, I had my grandfather, God bless him, um, every time MLK come on, came on TV, and this was back in the 80s, um, oh, he would scream at the TV. He used the N-word, and my eyes lit up because I was like, oh, my gosh, my grandfather's a racist. Big time. Um, but whether, there, whether it's a lot of hate or a little hate, um, it's hard to approach those people with love because you're, you, you want to, at one point or at some level, just kind of look at them and go, what the hell's wrong with you? How could you think that? What, 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 what is it that got you to this place? But on the other hand, when we're told, and I know it to be true, to present these people with love and be able to um, not coddle them, but to be able to get on their level and not in a threatening way and appeal to their better senses to say, listen, no, it's not appropriate to say that word. That, that, is, a, that is not the word that we should be using to describe other people. It is rooted in hatred. It is rooted in violence. It is rooted in the racism that this country um, has used for centuries to better itself, to make us the world power that we are. Um, Now, if you hear black people say the N-word, okay, get over it. Um, At a certain point, there are ways to take back Um, something that is used in a negative way and turn it into either a positive or negate the negativity that's associated with it. You dilute it down um, to the point where it doesn't have the same meaning anymore. And you know what? If that's what black privilege is, then you need to just get over it that you can't say the N-word whenever you want to to describe black people. Now, Maybe one day that word will be so diluted that we can say it either in a joking fashion. Um, You can use it to quote a movie line in public. You can use it to uh, quote um, music that you like out in public. But that word is not appropriate for white people to say now at all. Just don't. If a white person says it, it's used with hate. Or just ignorance that it's offensive, which is a little hateful that you don't have the awareness to notice that, that you probably don't have the awareness to see that race in this country is a major problem, that you don't have the awareness to see that you might be at the top of the socioeconomic pyramid and you're looking down. And even though you see those people and you think you're equal, you're not. They're not. So I'm going to wrap it up with this. One word that kind of sticks in my head a lot is the word privilege. The idea that somebody is better for something um, just because of their, you know, whatever their status, the white privilege. Um, You know, we we saw that in the Capitol um, attack uh, the other week where... You know, there were these protesters, and they turned into rioters, and they turned into criminals. And the idea is not that they should have been shot and killed. 
um, that they should have been beaten beyond all recognition uh, because they're criminals and they're thugs. It's the idea that people that are peacefully marching at a BLM um, you know, movement, they should not be targeted as criminals. They should be given the benefit of the doubt that they're not out there to cause violence, that they're not there to um, overthrow the government, that they're not there to kidnap people, to uh, plant devices. Uh, you know, that's where we need to get to, to the point where, um, you know, that we are looked upon as people, as equals, because you take off somebody's skin, we're all the same. Muscle, bone, blood. You know, we all cry when we're scared. We all laugh when we're happy. I mean, people are people. So, MLK Day. It's a time to take that time to remember that, yeah, we're all in this together. That we can make things better ourselves with each other, for each other, for each other, for ourselves. And, um, you know, it sounds cheesy, but look at those quotes. Listen to those speeches. Kind of read what the man talked about and wrote about. Because you need those leaders. You need those people that have those voice to bring together people for a common good. Um, one of my favorite sayings, and I think I heard it in uh, a Marvel movie. It might have been Captain America. Um, you know, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And I love that. It's simple. It's to the point. Um, you know, the golden rule, people kind of forget what that is and how it should be applied, but it's do unto others as you would have others do unto you, which basically means don't be a jerk, you know, don't bring other people down because that's not what you would want them to do to you, you know, instead of a foot to the face, you want a, a hand to help pull you up. And lastly, uh, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, um, that's not how that works. Um, go ahead, and if you're wearing a pair of boots, um, see if you can get off the ground by pulling yourself up from your bootstraps. See how high off the ground you actually get. Um, maybe go out and get a sky hook or something, you know. Maybe go out and get something that doesn't exist to make up an imaginary thing that sounds gimmicky but doesn't really mean anything. Anyway, I think I've talked long enough. Hopefully this makes sense to people. Hopefully it doesn't make anybody mad or enraged. It's not my intention. I want people to think. Um, I've got a lot of friends that are um, you know, on the right side of the aisle, that are on the left side of the aisle. Um, I hope that anything that I say today, that this talk, this podcast, this short, um, is used in a good way because it is MLK day trying to kind of model the things that he 
fought for and advocated. Um, I believe in that. Let's do the right thing for each other, for ourselves, um, for the world in general, because why not? It's the right thing to do.